The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Fire Chief Ed Canney uh, is in the studio. We'll visit with him for a few minutes, and then we'll ask him to stay around a little bit past uh past the top of the hour he is relatively new fire chief chief good morning how are you good morning how are you Sam? good to see you my friend let's talk you're not so you're told me you're you heard us and you're not going to lock into the nba draft on the radio yeah no i'm not i'm not uh <laughs> I, I followed the nba a little bit but uh i just don't see i agree with you i'm i'm not a i'm not thinking nba draft and radio go hand in hand but <laughs> but you know what we'll find out we're gonna find out exactly right what do you think is there an nba interest in springfield you said you're a fan of it does that go back to maybe the bulls when they were on top of their game in the 90s you know i i did i followed it with the bulls back then and then i lost interest um and then my son got interested in it uh, a couple of years ago he was up in um wisconsin and he started following and and got interested in uh the bucks made it all the way so sure. what was that two years ago yeah, right and so we, I started watching it with him again, and then we we watched it all the way through the finals this year, and you know, uh, again, just a, a renewed interest. So, so I don't know, I don't know about Springfield if it's got a big interest or not. I really tell don't. me about your family. You talked about it. You have well, one of your children. Tell me about your family, please. Yeah, sure. I've got uh, two kids, a son Ryan and a daughter Sarah, and a, a wonderful wife Gina. Uh, my son, he is uh, twenty three right now, and. He's about to start a new job up in the Chicago area, and he's a electrical uh, engineer. My daughter Sarah, she teaches out at Riverton. Okay, she just teaches third grade, and my wife works for HSHS at the uh, St. John's College of Nursing. Ah, very good. Um, so the son, uh, what'd you say, electrical engineer? Electrical engineer may not yes. think about a career in firefighting. No, I can guarantee he's not going to follow in my footsteps. Uh, he's he's doing really well for himself. The the last two years, he he was really into renewable energy and uh, did solar um, two years ago and did windmills uh, a year ago, um, and that took him uh, well, like I said, to Wisconsin two years ago sure. and then to Southern Texas where it was he he learned what real heat was like. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Fire Chief Ed Canny visiting with us this morning. It's 13 before the hour. Let's go back to the beginning. Born and raised in Springfield? Born and raised in the Springfield area. Um, I actually was born, my parents lived in Northgate. Okay. And then we moved out to what what at that time was the far northwest side of Springfield, the Youngston Hills area. And that's where I grew up. And then uh, I met my wife and my parents moved a couple of times. And, um, you know, we raised our kids uh, first at St. Al's and then Christ the King and Youngston Hills. So you told me you went to St. Joseph's went from Youngston Hills. Youngston Hills. Yeah. Well, that's true because St. Agnes School was probably still downtown somewhere. Yeah. I'm not. So yeah. Yeah. And then high school for where? I went to high school at Ursuline Academy and then moved. Uh, I just moved down the street, St. Joe's to Ursuline Academy and then to Springfield College. Did you think about Griffin at all? I mean, I, I know there were a number of people. We talked to John Strunstreffer all the time and Eric Harbauer and uh, Prior Chief Blau or so on and so forth. Um, what was your decision? Why, why Ursuline as opposed, because I always say, let me interrupt just a minute. I always say that had Ursuline been co-ed when I lived on North fifth street across from Lincoln park and the move was out West. And at the time Griffin out West, seemed like the other side of the world. And I often wonder if my parents would have talked to me about going to Ursuline. I think they might've, how about your family? What's it about? 
it was really uh my my class at at St. Joe's about 50% went to uh to SHG and about 50% went to Ursuline and so you know it was probably more about where my friends were going and a lot of my friends were St. Al's um you know students so it was and even the St. Al's probably 50 50% went to both schools but um yeah it was it was a great school smaller class sizes sure. Um, and it was just kind of the, the neighborhood and, and that, so, you know, it, would it have been closer? Probably, but, uh, you know, it just seemed like the natural no, flow. The kitty, when the buddies go somewhere and the kids, you've been hanging off at St. Joe's all those years. You got it. They decide to go right across the street to Ursland. Sure. Made it a pretty easy decision. Uh, it is 11 before the hour. Uh, Fire Chief Ed Canny is going to visit with him. We promise we'll talk more fire related issues, but. Maybe not. We'll see. It depends how we decide to go. I kind of like the personal touch myself. Fire Chief Ed Canny been visiting with us for a while. Uh, bring me up to date. Three new firehouses soon to be. Are there not? There's been ceremonial ground broken. Walk me through the process. Correct. Yeah. Um, a month ago, or a little over a month ago, we broke ground on Station Six and Station Eight. Station Six is at Eleventh and Ash, and uh, station or station six is 11th and ash station eight is on record road on the west side um and then this past friday uh, we broke ground ceremonial ground on station 13 which is out at uh spalding orchard and route four um again that's ceremonial ground breaking the actual ground breaking is still a little bit away still trying to line things out with the uh, general contractor to get everything uh, lined up before we put the tractors in motion um, but once they get in motion, they, they tell us it should be just a little bit over a year before they're um, up and ready for us to move into. Chief, will all of them be built simultaneously, or will there be one, two, and three? Yeah, so the, the plan is to start one, and then uh, 14 uh, working days later, start the second one, oh, really? and then 14 days later, start the third one, so that they will all come into completion around the same time. But that allows, like the guys who are doing the concrete to move from one house to the next house to the next house and stay basically on the same project with that project being building three firehouses is there enough firefighting equipment at the moment to staff everything are there enough trucks and bumpers and everything else yeah so that's one of the great things is uh at the past this past year we placed an order for seven new fire engines and two new fire trucks we've already received one engine and one truck we've got Two that are actually, they're in our possession, but being outfitted, two new engines that are being outfitted right now, and there's four more in the production line. Um, so we will we will have enough. We've been replacing our aging fleet uh, with that order, but yes, there will be enough. Um, station 6 and Station 8 are just relocating, so those rigs will move with the house relocation. I always thought that 6, and I know that Starbucks is an issue for for eight on Monroe, but I thought six, when they redid the railroad coming through there, boy, that made it a real challenge for you folks. And that's been for a couple of years. It really does. Um, there is no way to the North. They put a little alley in, but it's not ideal. Um, and then to go to the South, cutting through that neighborhood, it's, it's just not ideal. And then they closed Princeton, um, you know, for the other underpass that, uh, so to head, to get quickly to the west is not ideal either anymore. Absolutely. So, yeah. so the new place, obviously at Eleventh and Ash, will be a major, major help. Certainly, and so on. What percent, Chief, of you think of the calls that you will receive are non-fire related? Well, non-fire related. Uh, you know, it's it's 
it's we we say fire and we always think of a house burning yes. down. And I would say like sixty percent are medical and then forty percent are the other. Um, you know, we've we a house burning down is probably you know three to five percent of our calls and and that's good because we don't want to see people lose their houses or anything like that sure but then we also have you know where we go on people burning illegally we go on um fire alarms we go on elevator entrapments you know there's a lot of other things we go on we go on car accidents which are you know classified as both medical and rescue so you know because we we do go there and we treat the patient but we also make sure that we secure the scene so we're sending multiple apparatus to a, a car accident um you know in order to deal with both facets of it what role does the fire department have at accidents or medical emergencies because often you will be at the scene this is no reflection on the ambulances but sometimes geographic proximity you are closer to the scene than they are what role what obligation what responsibilities does the fire department have yeah, our our guys do everything except for transport the patient. Um, okay, our guys are highly trained. Uh, they're uh, advanced EMTs. Uh, you know, each each of the engine is an advanced EMT rig, and so they've got defibrillators. They've got the um, medications. You know, if you have a heart attack, uh, you know, they're going to be the first ones there, and they're going to be starting an IV and giving drugs and um, getting you prepped for the ambulance to get there, so that then it's just a transfer of care. And then sometimes we right in with the ambulance depending on the severity of the call so being qualified in all those things is that now part of the training it is it is i mean it's not a later on after you're a firefighter then you go to training it's all part of the academy right our academy consists when they get hired they come in and the first thing we give them is the emtb so it's it's a stack so the basic level of emt and then you know they they take that for the first several weeks and then they move into fire training and they do that for an, a couple months. And then the last part of their training is the advanced EMT. And so they get that before they come on shift. So if you're hired as a Springfield firefighter, we train you to the level that we expect you to perform at once you become a Springfield fireman. Hesitant to bring it up, but I'm going to because people talk about it. The, the fire truck that was purchased that may not clear the third and capital underpass. I've seen pictures that show it does clear and so on. I, and, and I'm not here. I don't worry about placing blame or anything like that. That's somebody else if they want to look into that. How do we handle that from the future? What are the steps that go through before you purchase a fire, a piece of firefighting equipment? Yeah. So we've, we've kind of, you know, we've adapted for, for that, but just as we have others, you know, there's other, uh, underpasses or, sure. or viaducts that Absolutely. we don't fit under. Um, you know, so when we are ordering apparatus, you know, one of the things that we look at is, you know, length and turning radiuses. And there's a whole whole slew of things that, that we look at. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is more so um, geared toward what tools do we have on that rig. Um, and, and so we outfit it with extrication equipment, certain amounts of hose, certain amounts of, of water, because we know, we know city of Springfield has a great uh, water supply. Right. So, um, so we have, you know, we, we know that going in and, uh, but so there's a, a lot of things you look at when you spec an apparatus. Are, are fire trucks by nature getting bigger? Are they, I mean, it, it, the, the size of the truck 15, 20 years ago and what you're buying today, you probably can't order a special because 
this is what they're going to make. Yeah, it's they are the frames are bigger, the uh, everything on them is bigger, heavier duty, and it's because they're they're being asked to do more, you know, and uh, so they 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 are they are built in order to to be able to go places, to be able to last longer, and uh, you know, and we're hoping to get 15, 20 years out of these apparatus, and so um, you know. Years and years ago, which, you know, if you go to a fire museum, you'll see the uh, the fire engines and trucks years ago were as short as a minivan, you know, and and now, you know, they're, I can't touch the top of them. So, uh, yeah, so they are definitely getting bigger, heavier duty. They haul more, um, and, and, you know, they're just, it's just a product of the times. Which one of the stations receives the most calls? Right now, it's still Station 1. However, um, the, you know, Station 8 out, out west and Station 4 at 19th and Converse. 19th and Converse. Are, are very, uh, both receive quite a, a similar amount of calls, which puts them in second and third. Explain the popularity. I don't popularity is the wrong word, but the use of the calls to 19th and Converse. What's changed about that neighborhood? So it's just, it's just a neighborhood that's getting older and um, older in houses and older in population and uh you know they cover a large area they cover uh you know almost down to clear lake to the south all the way out to the eastern edge of town and then you know they go almost up to sangamon and and so it's a it's a large geographic area but it's also houses that were built um in the 50s and and so they're they're aging um but uh, yeah, no, and then Station Eight is out on the west side, and there's a lot of nursing homes and a lot of um, aging population, newer houses, but aging population. You still have a number of houses, though. Even they're going to have just entrance from the street when they back it in. Is that right? They're not. Right. It, I mean, that's just a, a fact. You can't do much about that. Right. The new houses will have the three new houses will have pull arounds. But yeah, we still will have um, several houses that you have to back in, um, and we always ask the public to, if they see us uh, pull up, it to you know give us a minute to get back in safely. Uh, Station three on North Grand and um, North Grand Osborne, sure, you know that one's one of the bad ones because you've got the traffic flowing heavily um, and and quickly, and the other one is Chatham Road um, down by Montvale. Uh, again, there's traffic flowing uh, at a 30 40 mile an hour pace and we ask everybody to slow down when they see us backing in well we know a lot about griffin and the so-called griffin mafia is now all of a sudden uh, a requirement to be a fire chief to be, have a high school diploma from ursland uh, that's a <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the, you know the uh, previous uh chief before, yes. before brandon was alan rainey and uh, there was the whole alton boys thing so i, <laughs> I don't right. know i, I think that's it's right. a yeah i yeah, I don't know what the connection is, but yeah. What was your reaction when the the new mayor called you and asked you to be chief? I was I was uh, kind of surprised. Um, you know, uh, it was I I was elated that she asked me to do so, and you know, it was a privilege to do so. But uh, yeah, I I uh, I accepted the challenge, and and uh, yeah, I hope I hope I serve her well. What's the style you're going to use and who along the line over the years have influenced you and the way you're going to uh, operate or handle the responsibilities of the fire chief sprinkle? Well, I've known several of the chiefs because again, you, you'd mentioned my dad was here for 30 years. So I grew up with a lot of the people, Um, you know, 
Uh, my dad was always a treat, treat other people as you want to be treated. I've, I've been the same way. Um, I've chief John Kulik. I don't know if you remember, remember him. Chief sure. Kulik, you know, I thought his leadership style was, was one to, to model after. Um, there's been a lot of good chiefs and, uh, over the years and, you know, just kind of mesh their, their, their talents and, and try to try to do as best as possible. Always believed it, uh, it takes a special person to be a firefighter. Describe to me the mentality of a firefighter. What, and again, not only mentality, but the teamwork involved. Uh, I know that sometimes everybody in the station house may not get along for whatever reason, but come time to fight the fire, it's one team. I have never heard or heard any difference. A, talk about that and also the mentality to be a firefighter. Yeah, so the teamwork is true. I mean, like you said, there may be differences, but you put that aside when it comes time to work. Uh, wow. It's just like a family, and I tell people it's a family in more ways than one. Yes, we get together, we eat meals together, we get to you know we do we train together, we do all that. Uh, but again, there may be differences, but you set those aside, uh, just like a family does to when when it comes time to do the hard stuff. Um, the mentality of being a firefighter. You, you have to, you have to put other people before yourself. You know, it takes a special person to do that, to be able to, to run into burning buildings, to save someone you don't know, um, to be able to, uh, arrive at a person's house for someone who's close to passing away and to, to do CPR, to try to save their life. It can be very taxing on, on people mentally and physically, both, um, you know, as, as a profession, so. Fire Chief Ed Canny is with us, the new Fire Chief of Springfield. Uh, how many years for you on the department so, now? So I was hired in 97. So um, You're over 25 be, years, Chief. Over 25 years. My, my ripping math isn't always great, no. but I can figure yeah, that out. Yeah, so, be, so were you thinking about retirement before the chief opportunity came along? So I, I think once you hit 20 years on the fire department, I think everybody looks at, at when they ideally want to retire. Sure. Um, so... You know, yes, everybody's looking at retirement, if, you know, planning for that day. So I knew sometime between now and and uh, I hit my 30 years, I was kind of wanting to. to are, are there many that work past age 55 if they've got the years in? There's very few that work past 55 just because it is. Physically, it does take a oh physical gosh. toll on your body. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, final question. Any classes coming up in the near future? So we are hoping to hire. Uh, okay. later this year or early next year um but our our recruitment has, you know that's one of them things we've been hitting pretty strong we are a civil service process so we only give the test every so often okay. that test was given uh earlier this year so now we're working through that with those candidates um and we will hire off that list how challenging but, to recruit minorities chief i know it's been something the chiefs have worked at for a long time both police and fire department are you having some success we i believe we are having some success but we can definitely improve we would like to you know double those numbers um it has actually become a recruitment uh issue just period uh years ago when i was hired we had 1300 people take the test oh my this time we only had 200 people um, and of that, I don't know what's left, what, who's still interested. Um, but not having candidates to choose from is, is a problem. Um, and we go down by test order. So, um, but yeah, no, so recruitment is a major issue. We've got, um, a new person in community relations, Ethan Posey, that's been helping us. Uh, Mr. Robert Moore, he helped us, uh, with recruitment through, 
minority recruitment this uh, this past test cycle, and I'm still working with him um, to formalize a plan for the next one because it'll be here before we know it. Um, it's about every 18-month to two-year cycle that we do the test. So. Fire Chief Ed Kenny, thanks for your time. Thanks for Thank spending you. overtime with us. He was not scheduled to come on till 7.10, 7.15. He joined us at about 6.40. So the overtime check's in the mail for you, Chief. Oh, thank Kevin you. It's a, we'll a pleasure. On this, yeah, on this uh, Juneteenth holiday. Yeah, have a good day, my thank friend. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.